This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome back to another edition of Gangplank Report. I am here with my co-host, Jen, and in just a second, she's going to give you the rapid recap, which we've all come to love. And I just want to apologize in advance because I am actually sitting outside at a marina in Highborn Cay in the Exumas of the Bahamas, and there's some pretty weird wildlife stuff going on. Jen, I'll send you a picture where I am in just a minute. Okay. But just in case there's any weird noises, it's because I am sitting on an island. Well, so. we are below deck fans, so I doubt there's any weirder noises than what we've heard. So, <laughs> <laughs> in the crew cabin, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or uh, Kevin screaming Mr. Dobson from the bathroom. So, as long as those birds aren't parrots, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay, well, your rapid recap for this week, they called the episode Brews, Stews, and Management Blues. Adrian came up with a better one, I think, called Oktoberfest Schmucktoberfest, and that has to do with Lexi refusing to have fun and be part of the crowd, but it starts with the guests finding cleaning products in their room, but no towels. Katie's so busy, she almost forgot her mom's birthday. Lexi walked in on a guest who was naked. We find out Matt dropped out of school at 16 and made the world his classroom. And as a side note, he took pastry courses in France, so the excuse for the cakes just jumped overboard. The only German word Sandy knows is a swear word. Sandy offers to bring the stew from quarantine on as a fourth, and Katie wants to think about it. Oktoberfest is a hit. Lloyd's dressed as a beer and gets to toast with a near beer. Katie sends Courtney to sub for Lexi so Lexi can have some fun, and Lexi refuses. Dinner is German, but it's apparently delicious and topped off with creme brulee. The next morning, Lexi is on laundry instead of serving the guests, and they have to serve themselves. When the guests leave, they share the faults with service, but they also give the biggest tip of the season at $23,585. Katie decides to bring on the forced stew. Uh, Ladies' Charter is up next, and Matt's worried because there's a lot of dietary restrictions. The Deck Boys and Lexi hot tub it up while everyone else turns in early, and she actually behaved herself. Z works to overcome his fear of heights the next morning as he gets harnessed in to clean the side of the ship. Katie takes away the ranks and basically demotes Lexi, and Delaney arrives. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Let's jump into this. Let's jump into it for sure. I have a question for you. When I was watching this whole horse stew debate, when Sandy offered it up, I didn't have any hesitation. I'm like, duh, she's not making anybody be fired. They have the extra bedroom in with Z and Lloyd. 
that they're going to move David into or that they could move David into. And I didn't see a problem with it. What was your first reaction when you heard about the Force 2? I mean, at this point, it's clear that there's a deficiency in the interior department. And I really am not blaming Katie for that. You know, I think Lexi is checked out. And I think that at this point, it's just let's get it done. And so while I understand a mild amount of hesitancy from Katie, because she doesn't want to shake up the interior too much, because I'm sure she's got this rattling around in her brain that the captain keeps saying, you can make it happen. Your leader, you know, pumping her up with all these pep talks. At some point you have to realize that this person is unmotivated and they're just not going to do the job that they're there to do. Right. I would just cut the dead weight loose. And see what the next thing is. Although on the flip side of that, the devil, you know, what are you going to end up with otherwise? So I am certain that that's what's plaguing Katie and it's a crappy situation all the way around. I feel for her. In that. I, I but do too. I would say go for it. If it means keeping everybody on board and mm-hmm. just trying to maintain and see how that works. I think we said it last week, like, hopefully that'll just kick Lexi into gear and make her want to prove herself as the second stew, right? as opposed to being more lackadaisical mm-hmm. than she was before. Right. My daughter called this week after she watched the episode, and she made a good point that I hadn't even considered that if they do bring her on, that they're going to have to split their tip even lower now in that for her, it was an instant no, because she wouldn't want less money knowing that Lexi's probably going to take advantage of somebody else doing all of this work and be getting a smaller tip and still having the same amount of work. So that was an interesting perspective that I hadn't considered because my thing is lightest workload it's not necessarily the tip money but when she put it that way adding another person in there it does drop it so I get that too and Katie seemed a little bit worried that by bringing somebody on even though Delaney isn't meant to replace Lexi that Lexi would rebel even more and all she could think was if this is how she was not having the pressure of somebody else possibly replacing her imagine how much worse it could get yes Bert That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) These seagulls are really chatty today. I'll tell you why. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, what did you think about the Oktoberfest? I thought it turned out really great. It looked fun to me. I would have wanted to be there. And usually I'm not too much of a theme party person, but I think they did a good job of getting that set up. I think it was great to bring in the deck team to help kind of spur that whole thing on and cheerlead it. And I love that Lloyd took the lead on that. I think he was the perfect person for that. Obviously, he's done tour groups before. And so he's like the hype guy. Even the bosun said that, that he's the hype guy. Right. So for him to be spearheading that and kind of take a little bit of the pressure entertainment wise off of the stews, I thought was brilliant. Keep them entertained, keep them socially lubricated while the girls get set up for dinner and get all the rooms dialed in and all the rest of that fun stuff and then migrate them to the dinner table. I thought it was just a brilliant strategy and it seemed to work out very well. And I mean, you're right. I would have loved to have been there. That looks like a lot of fun. To me, just when I think I can't love Lloyd more, there's some little 
new tidbit that I learn or get to witness that makes me like him even more. And he was really great, even to the point of asking Sandy, he wanted to make the guests happy and they wanted to cheers with him. So he asked her if he could have a non-alcoholic beer. So he did get to cheers with a near beer and that was cute. But he just seems to have a fire for the industry, which is nice to see because we have seen a lot of people who seem like they want to be on the show to be on TV. For sure. And I don't get that vibe from any of the sex scenes. No, no, me either. They all seem really gung-ho to learn. I do have to say the service issues on this were making me cringe. And I would imagine they were doing the same for you. Is that accurate? Oh, man. It's a really good thing. I'm on a very expensive yacht with a very expensive TV, or I might have been throwing things at it because (laughs) it's... (sighs) I'll tell you what, it's a challenge when you have people that are just not picking up their weight because I've been there before. And when you're mid-trip, it's impossible really to do anything. Like, it's a difficult switch to make. Mm -hmm. And to watch her knowingly... I mean, she acted like she was just absent-minded, but to watch Lexi Satan knowingly forget things, intentionally negate her job, was really hard to watch because you see how hard Courtney and Katie are busting to get everything done and then to have the towels not be in the room, to have the cleaning products still left out for the guests to see, to have flatware and dishes not on the table for breakfast it's not a rocket science job right it's very detail oriented but there's lists on the back of every one of those cabinets in that pantry i guarantee you there's checklists everywhere and that's for a reason because sometimes you do get overwhelmed i get overwhelmed sometimes too where i'm on a boat this week and i'm on a different boat next week and i go looking around my galley thinking i've got a piece of equipment and then i go crap it's on the last boat i was on right (laughs) so it does get mixed around sometimes yesterday bleeds into today I already made that bed I already put those towels there there's times when that absolutely happens when you're just in it and that's in the weeds that's what we call in the weeds Mm -hmm. it happens but if one of those things had happened I feel like that's forgivable all of those things happening all at the same time just tells me that she's checked out she doesn't give a crap anymore and there was a point in the show where she even admitted it she said when she's really not interested in something or it's something she doesn't like to do she just loses focus which okay maybe that's human nature but at the same time you're losing focus is making your co-workers have to work twice as hard to cover your slack which sucked I felt yeah. bad for Katie when she asked Lexi if everything was okay and Lexi's like yeah nobody's up yet and whatever and Patrick ended up having to pour his own drink because it does reflect badly on Katie and we know that history has shown us on the show anyway that Captain Sandy tends to place that blame on the management not on the individual so it is going to make Katie look bad and I felt for her in that and this ties in a little bit it. We've talked about it some when Stephanie was on our super fan interview, but yep. we have been visiting Club Bravo on the Clubhouse app. And I'm telling you, if you are a below deck super fan, 
there is so much. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we can get some more people from there. My dream guest is Captain Mel, but there's so much information. Like this week they had on Jennifer, the co-primary, Patrick's wife, and she was giving so much good scoop. And she said that as far as the towel thing went, you know how they showed that they brought it up to Katie once? Well, not only did they bring it up to her, but they also called from the room three different times and still didn't get any towels. Yeah. And so they ended up borrowing towels from one of their friend's cabins. And that's how Lexi walked in on the one woman while she was naked because she had gone to her friend's cabin, gotten towels so she could shower and get ready for the evening. So that was good scoop. One of the other things they brought up, the $15,000 tip is the minimum that you can pay. And they have to pay that up front when they book their trip. And I I don't know that I knew that I knew that I did not know that yeah they have to pay that up front and then she said at a point the producers ask or whoever the crew is on the boat they ask if they want to give less than what they prepaid if they want to give more so Jennifer said that they had all brought extra money and because of Matt's food and because of how great the crew were that's why they gave them such a good tip but they had brought extra money to put on top of it because you can do that, but you have to prepay the 15 in advance. Interesting. Yeah. That was not the case on my season. Right. I love the group anyway, because it's just a lot of people talking about a show we love, just like we do here. Oh yeah. So anybody who hasn't signed up for Clubhouse, if you're interested, check it out. You can get it on the Apple Store or Google Play, either one. And it's Club Bravo. They have a bunch of different rooms if you're Bravo fans, but they do recaps for Below Deck at least once a week. I think they might do it on Saturday too. So they might have two, but. Yeah, I think it's at like Tuesday at four o'clock maybe is the, Mm -hmm. so it's the day after the episode airs so that way everybody gets a chance to watch it for the most part but right so yeah some of the conversations that they've had in there go pretty deep and kind of psychological but some of them are hilarious and Mm -hmm. very entertaining and like you said that's how we found Stephanie but having Mel and James and those guys put that whole room together is just brilliant and as much as I'm bummed that I didn't get to go this week because I was on charter and Mm -hmm. you know working in the middle of the ocean but I'm glad that you had the chance to go because it sounds like you got some really interesting info and I love that. There's one more tidbit that I forgot. Mel Aster, I believe, whose food she liked better because she had been on season four. So she had been with Ben and she had been on this season, obviously, with Matt. And they actually said they thought Matt's food was way better than Ben's, which everybody in the room, if everybody was on speaker, I'm sure it would have been filled with audible gasps. Instead, it was like (laughs) the mics flickering. Everybody was in shock about that because Ben's considered the of that gold standard I think and to hear that Matt's food is better from people who've actually eaten both I thought that was pretty interesting it's definitely interesting I wonder if the level of inebriation comes into it at all (laughs) that's a good point but he did convert Patrick from being a non-egg eater to loving lobster Benny so there you go point for Matt yep point for swag nasty Right. And nobody really has ever complained about his food. That's not our problem. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We have other things. (laughs) Well, speaking of Matt, so Mm -hmm. getting into this next show, it looks like we run into yet another Matt injury. Right. And 
it's really hard to see what's going on in that galley. I had a fan reach out to me and ask in that footage where the fire happens for this next episode, it seems like the galley is really small. And she asked me how big the galley actually is because in that footage, it's only a couple second clip of him grabbing, it looks like a sheet pan that's on fire and chucking it into the sink. And then we know that he burns himself. Right. And all the galleys vary. It really just depends. The layouts are all a lot different. It doesn't matter what boat you are on. You always wish for more space and more storage and more refrigeration. Something like that, a room like that is probably five by eight maybe a little bit bigger. Sometimes like we saw on the last season of Below Deck regular that there was a longer galley, small prep area, and then a longer galley where the stovetop and the ovens were. So they're all laid out a little bit differently. Most of these boats, you can look up the floor plan on Charter World or something like that, and it'll show you a sketch of what the actual deck levels look like. Mm -hmm. You can see how big the galley actually is in comparison to the rest of the boat, but it's not usually a big space. You have to learn to be pretty efficient. And generally, you hope it's only you in that galley, but then there's obviously other people helping with dishes and service and all the rest of that. It gets real small real fast. Yeah. So here I am giving Matt another compliment. I mean, I think Hades froze over or something, but he does keep it very clean. And I think that makes a difference. I had the impression that the galley on the Lady Michelle was much bigger than some of the other boats, but it just might be his cleanliness level that makes very it seem, that makes it seem that way because we're used to seeing pans askew and dirty dishes piled up or whatever. So maybe that's what he meant by he prides himself on being clean. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll, we'll true. Go with, we'll go with that rather than the other implication. <laughs> Oh, for sure. And we see in this preview, too, we see Delaney shows up. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how everybody responds to that. We see a little bit of a preview of David maybe getting some female attention. It looked like it in that hot tub. I was just like, go David, man. He was going in. <laughs> like, she had her legs wrapped around him. Like, yes, my boy's getting some action and Malia will be a distant memory. So <laughs> I was excited for him. <laughs> you know? I, I, we don't know yet if she's long-term relationship material, like what he's True. professed to look for, but it might yeah. be a good distraction for the rest of the season. So we'll see. That's a good point. We'll see. But they kind of teased us a little that Katie has to make a decision and it's up in the air, whether it's about Lexi or whether it's about Delaney. So again, Bravo loves to do this to us. I would have to assume that it's about Lexi because they do show her blowing up again at a dinner with Matt and calling him ugly and all of these things. And so we'll see. I would have to assume that with how she's been behaving and her lack of work ethic, that it's got to be Lexi, not Delaney. But like you said, the devil you know versus the devil you don't, maybe Delaney's some kind of wild card that we can't even predict yet and is actually worse. I don't know what's worse than Satan, but there could be something. (laughs) (laughs) 
But anyway, we want to thank you guys for tuning in with us. You have helped us in less than two months hit 10,000 listens and we're like flipping the heck out. Amazing. You have made us so happy. We started this as a fun little thing. Weren't sure if anybody was going to listen and you guys have been wonderful and amazing. We thank you for supporting us. I just wanted to give a huge shout out to the Aldi Isle of Shame Facebook group. You guys are amazing and I thank you for all the support for not only my recipes, but also Below Deck. Thank you to everybody that subscribed to our podcast. We really appreciate it and looking forward to more. We hope you will rate and review us at Apple if you could. That helps us to be seen by more people. We appreciate you tuning in and hope you'll tune in for this week's Superfan interview. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties. Down below.